Hello and welcome back to Manchester's Big Theatre Podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Sophie. And today, I don't know if you can tell where we are by the rumble of that traffic. I don't know if that's caught, <laughs> been caught on the microphone or not, but we're actually stood outside of 53.2. Yes, today I'm off to interview Simon Naylor at 53.2. Um, so here we go. Hello and welcome Simon Naylor. Uh, we just kick off with the first question today then. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I can. Uh, so as you mentioned, Simon Naylor. I'm originally from uh, Bury, little town north of Manchester, and moved down to London in 2002, um, mainly because I couldn't join the army. I always wanted to join the army and then couldn't because I've got asthma. So I decided to audition at drama school, auditioned at one drama school, didn't really know what I was doing, got in. Um, and then trained in Meisner and sort of stayed down there, um, um, on reception really. I just refused to leave. I thought, right, well, if you've trained me, you can now pay me. Uh, so I stayed in reception and then started doing warm ups and stuff. And, and started, that's when I started acting more and got into direction and stuff. Um, I guess in the interesting side of stuff, that's me. I used to have a pet turtle called Barry. Um, uh, my mum's got a dog called George. Um, uh, but that, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, really. Wonderful. And uh, how did you end up in Manchester? Well, I'm from Manchester, so I came home. Um, but I was in London for 13 years. Um, and uh, I just sort of uh, started to fall out of love with it. About 10 years in, it got too busy. It's too expensive. You literally can't afford anything. Um, and um, after years of saying I'd never moved back back home, one day I got on a bus and um, uh, I tried to get to the back of the bus and the person had their leg across the aisle. And um, I said, excuse me, can I just get to the back? And they looked at me with such disdain and kissed their teeth. that I was like, right, well, that's it then. I'm going back to Manchester. So that one person, really, I have a lot to thank for. Um, and I never looked back, came back three and a half years ago, three years ago, maybe. Um, uh, and, uh, and that's when all this kicked off. Wonderful. So actually, it's not that long it's, it's only been three years and you've made so much of yourself already in Manchester. Um, can you tell us a bit about MAP and how you came that, how that came about in the first place? Yeah. Uh, so in London, I was down in London for 13 years and um, started off on reception, as I mentioned, and then started doing warm-ups. And um, a new programme director came in, Talia Conti. This is where I trained and where I was uh, working. A programme director called Chris White came in, who um, he said to me, uh, look, you know about the course, let's talk more. And then he said, you want to do some warm-ups? And then I shadowed him for a few years and then started teaching myself. And um, before I left London, I was head of the first year down there and I'd written the improvisation uh, program for the course. I'd written the foundation. I was head of the foundation course and I was teaching at other places and private students. So when I came back up to Manchester, I, I, I sort of earned my teaching stripes. I've been doing it for um, 10 years. Um, and um, I started teaching up here at different places and um, none of the courses for me really got deep enough. Um, they, they, uh, and they were all quite expensive. Given that actors have got no money, this was a bit of a negative for me. So I phoned Stacey one day, Stacey Harkle, who I actually trained in London, who has now become a, a very, very good friend. Um, and uh, I said, well, look, do you want to go and like do some show reels? Should we just see what happens? So we did show reels for 50 quid for a week. And um, the, the response was incredible. And from there, we got in touch with Karen Henthorne, who also taught with me in London at Conti. 
Um, and I said, look, we're thinking about doing a workshop. Do you want to do a workshop? And we hired Withington Baths uh, Gymnasium that was freezing cold. Um, and we did a class in there. And then those classes developed into six-week classes. And uh, we started different projects and different classes. And Manchester Actors Platform Map was born from that, really. Um, we moved from Withington Baths to uh, a studio in Ardwick. And then uh, we moved here, into the Arches. Um, and it's been going really, you know, we, we're on our sixth cycle now of TV classes, improv classes, um, uh, scene study classes, voice workshops, Meisner classes, uh, showreels, headshots, self-tapes, anything an actor uh, could want, really, we, we try and provide at affordable prices, which I think is the key. Wonderful. It's, and it's become such a creative hub, it really feels like, here at 532. Um, and how, can you tell us, when 532 then came about that sort of moment you found the building <laughs> yeah um i think i think uh, some people would say that the stars just aligned really um so map sort of um outgrew our little studio in ardwick and we all we were looking for somewhere bigger um and my brother's a structural engineer who um introduced me to a couple of people who then introduced me to this space that was going out to tender um it was part of a placemaking scheme. So they are going to develop the arches that everyone knows as 53.2 now into um, some more skyscrapers. Yay. Uh, <laughs> um, but in the meantime, they wanted it to become a place. So they wanted footfall. They wanted people interested. They wanted people there. Um, so 24 companies pitched uh, to take the space. And um, after uh, several meetings and lots of pitches and lots of ideas and business plans, um, which was, that was a steep learning curve, um, we, we won the space and, um, 53.2 was born. I think we had it for about 10 minutes before our first event. Um, there was about an inch of water on the floor. Everything was damp and, and more damp than it is now. Uh, difficult to believe. Uh, and, um, and, and we knew exactly what we wanted to do with it as soon as we walked in. Um, Alex had joined the team, uh, while we were at Ardwick. So myself, Alex and Stacey, as soon as we walked through the door, we knew, um, the layout was perfect for, for what we wanted to do. So it, it all started there, really. I got the keys and, and realized there was no going back then. I was like, oh, no, I was only joking. Please don't give it to me. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's sort of grown from there. And Map Productions now works in here as well. So we have our own production company, um, which is, you know, incredible. What production company can say they've got their own theater? Um, and through that, then, we started Map Rep, uh, the rep company. So, yeah, and we love, we love the vibe here. It's sort of relaxed. It's not really like a theater. It's, um, it's a big tunnel. Um, so it, it's, it's got a good vibe. Wonderful. And, uh, what would you say then has been your biggest achievement out of that? Cause it's such a, yeah, as I say, like it's such a short space of time and you've created this, <clears throat> this massive place. What would you say has been the thing you're most proud of? It's funny. The girls will laugh at this because, um, I rarely, I rarely take stock. I don't know why I've decided it's a negative thing to sit and, and, and take stock uh, of what's, uh, what's happened and what's achieved, what's been achieved. Um, I think we're doing incredibly well. And there are just a few moments, um, uh, every now and again that it catches me unawares. So when, when we've got 170 people in the theater and, and they're all having a wonderful time and you're sat outside and you hear that, just moments like that really, you know, sort of just sort of make you catch your breath really. And, um, uh, it's quite, it's quite an emotional journey we've been on. We've literally all cried in this building. And uh, we've all slept in the building. We've all mostly bled in the building if we were building things. Um, so it has become part of us. Um, most recently, in recent months, I guess, um, when the Manchester Theatre Awards were announced, 
Um, in the opening paragraph, uh, there was a sentence, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, the fringe theatres haven't been forgotten either with Hope Mill getting nominations and newly formed 53-2, um, getting a few nods. And that for me was really great because um, we'd suddenly stuck our flag in the map with the Royal Exchange, with Home, with the Lowry, with the brilliant Hope Mill. Um, and, and for me, it felt like we'd really really hit a pinnacle of where we were going and what we wanted to do and what we wanted to achieve. So just that nod from the MTAs was... Um, was, was uh, that's not that's not we've not stopped now we haven't quit but that for us was a massive rung on the ladder to be recognised like that um, in terms of individual achievements far too many um, every day the building doesn't fall down is an achievement really <laughs> oh brilliant and uh, just to go on the opposite end of the scale what has been your biggest challenge do you think uh, um, again like I guess there's not one thing that springs to mind um I'm a bit like a rhinoceros, really, in terms of, like, I just go straight forward in a straight line. And, and, and if I hit something, then we just work out a way of getting through it. Um, I, I, there are times when I've been here at three, four o'clock in the morning building the set. And, um, although that seems like the least of our challenges, they're the hardest times. Cause if you don't finish it, you, you don't have a play. And every inch of you is just saying, go home, go to bed. Um, so physical challenges, things like that. But then everything we've done here has been a challenge. Even uh, the paperwork, learning learning how to deal with all this licensing and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, the challenges are infinite. But at the moment, the positives are outweighing the challenges. So I guess that's why I can't really remember them. Um, I'm sure there are more yet to come. Of course. And how have you found Manchester in amongst all of this as a sort of community, as a someone to fall back on, somewhere to um to set up your venue? Well, it's the greatest city on earth. Um I think I was incredibly fortunate. Uh when by chance I decided to move back to Manchester, there was a change happening up here. Um people were stamping their feet and, and theatre was um taking a turn. Um, Fringe Theatre was becoming more recognised. Media City had moved up here, so the TV world was on the up. And um, London had um, sort of stopped um, looking up to Manchester, or was starting to stop looking up to Manchester as their little sister or brother, um, and starting to recognise it as actually a place of its own worth in the arts. Um, and so it was wonderful to be able to get here at that time and and try and do what we managed to do. And the community is just incredible. Like as an actor and as a producer or director or whatever, it, it's an incredible community. There's always a buzz in the bar after, and it's so lovely to see so many people down in the arches time and time again. But outside of the arches, there's so many things just supporting other actors, the community, uh, Manchester ADP, um, who everybody knows, um, Hope Mill Theatre sort of paved the way for Fringe Theatre. Um, the lower echelons really feel like they're, um, they're making some noise and, and hopefully waking up the big houses, um, waking them up too and realizing, you know, that great theater can be made in, in smaller venues and, and without people from London in the shows, which tends to happen quite a lot. Um, but as a, as a community, Manchester is incredible. Being in London for 10 years in that community, Manchester is just leagues ahead of it in its supportive nature and its community. And uh, now if we sideline slightly into your work as an actor and director, um, can you just tell us a bit about 
your sort of script process when you first get a script. Um, and also, I guess, when you're um, looking for your next show that you're going to put on, what is it that really sells a script for you that really catches your um, your attention? Yeah, uh, I'll start with the script question, really. Um, I guess I'm a massive fan of new writing, um, but um, I love, um, like, uh, I don't really know how to describe it, plays with real dialogue where people actually speak to each other. I'm not a massive fan of surrealism. I'm not a massive fan of, of um, taking a play and changing the way it's written and all these new ideas. I love a play where people talk to each other. Um, recently in the Arches, we had the newspaper boy. Um, and at the same time, Kitchen Sink was running at Olden Coliseum. And those two, for me, sort of, um, sort of epitomize what I love in a play. Real issues, talking about politics without ramming it down your throat. Um, with real people having real conversations that people can associate with and empathize with. Um, uh, that for me is, is what I need in a script. Um, truthfulness, honest, honest writing. Uh, in terms of a process, I have one, <laughs> but um, I guess it's not concrete, really. A lot of people talk about their character studies and, 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 and breaking down a script. Um, I think um, what we teach here certainly is about an actor's tool bag. Um, different trips require different tools, um, horses for courses and all that jazz. Um, so one of the, the last pieces I directed, Newspaper Boy, for instance, um, I read it a few times before the read-through, and then at the read-through... Um, every actor sort of did exactly what I imagined them to do. And so it allowed me to be slightly more creative outside of the realms of what they do on the stage. We were able to look at the set more and, and the design more and be a little bit more, more clever because the actors were just fantastic. Um, as an actor myself, it's for me, I, I guess uh, in its shortest uh, terminology, find out what is happening off the text as opposed to what's on the text because off the text is always more important the text is incredibly important it tells a story uh, but what the actor does off a text is 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 vastly important and are there any practitioners that you really or any books that you really live by um i'm i'm not a massive fan of books uh, not in general i love a book but <laughs> i think acting books can sometimes be a little bit stilting um there's nothing like getting up and trying stuff um, books are incredible for um, teaching you exercises and techniques but actually what the least thing you want is an actor stood on stage um, trying to recreate what they've read in a book when the most important thing and the only thing they should be concentrating is what they want from that other person so books are great um, uh, my book would be a pamphlet if I wrote it, it'd be really small it'd be like just listen to that other person um, having said that um, I trained in Meisner who uh, I, I actually don't think I got the most out of my training until looking back on it with the power of hindsight. And, um, and then I retrained to teach in Stanislavski and Uta Hagen. Um, so for me, it's all about objectives. <coughs> Excuse me. It's all about objectives. What do you want from that other person? What actions are you going to play to get to achieve that objective? Um, and amongst that, listening and responding, which is entirely Meisner and Stanislavski, um, the, 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 the best lesson... Um, I ever read in um, a Sanford Meisner book. Um, I think it's called Being Sanford or Sanford Meisner on Acting. I don't know. Um, and he basically, Sanford Meisner in one of his classes um, was having difficulty explaining to one of his students what he meant. And Sanford Meisner walked up to the guy, pinched him 
on the arm, and the guy said, ow. And Meisner went, yeah, that's it. That's, that's acting. I affected you, you responded. So that's, that's what my book would be as well. That's a really small book, isn't it? Just that one sentence. Um, but yeah, that, 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 I guess Meisner, Stanislavski, Uta Hagen, and then whoever else pops up, you know, Boal and his improvisation, um, Commedia dell'arte, it's all in there. Um, the, the more, the broad, the more broad your knowledge, the more, um, able you are to pick from it the elements that work for you. And you're clearly a man of many talents and a bit of a tour de force. How do you find that you balance all of your, all of your things that you do, like acting, directing, running a building, life? How, how do you manage that? Um, with an incredible team. Um, uh, daily, this building um, has Alex in it, who has taken on most of the paperwork uh, for the booking of 53.2 and the classes. Um, Stacy is a massive force. She's now working, uh, full time somewhere else at the palace. Um, but she's a massive force and uh, was even greater when, um, we started out. Um, Dave is here pretty much every day building things, making sure the building's not falling down. Um, and then that team that goes wider as well, great directors, great acting coaches. Um, they all make it, um, uh, easier than it. It, it could be really people ask what I do here. Um, and my answer is, I don't really know. I just sit at a computer really and send emails to people. Um, uh, it's great to get out from behind the desk and direct every now and again. Um, and of course act, which I'm, I'm still doing. Um, <clears throat> um, acting is m m my job. If anyone asks me what I do, I'm an actor first and foremost, but, um, I guess just having a passion and being like that rhinoceros really just keep going. Um, uh, but yeah, Jack of all trades, master of none. I'd say. <laughs> Maybe that should be the title of your book. I am a rhinoceros. It's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the next stage for 53.2 and its journey and uh, map as well? Yeah, well, um, 53.2 and map, map actually manage 53.2 in the business structure. So wherever they, one goes, the other goes, uh, as mentioned, 53.2, where we are at the moment will be, um, no more, uh, looking about maybe September, October when we move, <coughs> excuse me, uh, we've started looking at, um, other places. There are two other places at the moment that are very promising. Uh, they shall remain secret for now. Um, we'll always have a base in Manchester. We'll always have a theater space in Manchester. Um, a map will always offer classes. Um, uh, we're currently auditioning for our three month course for map and the plan is to get map up and running in less of a workshop capacity and more of a full-time sort of training capacity, um, starting with this three-month course. Um, but um, as far as I can tell, we're just going to carry on and um, keep making theatre that we like making and keep trying to find new actors. And we've also just set up 53.2 um, Foundation, which is um, part of the charity. So we started giving back to companies. Um, we're working with a great uh, team at the moment who had done Flushed, um, we've just given a grant to uh, a lady called Phoebe who just got into Italia Conti. Um, uh, she's from the north. So we're, we're starting to give back. Now we're in a position to be able to give some money back and some support back to the arts in Manchester and the northwest. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to keep on going. I think if you make plans, they can only get spoiled. So we don't have any. Just keep going. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, so if anyone wants is listening to this and wants to know more about you and find out how they can follow your process and your progress as you go along, um, what's the best way? 
So um, social media, really. Um, you can find Manchester Actors Platform and 532 on Facebook. 532 is f- the, the numbers 53 and the word TWO, 532. Um, on social media, again, uh, Twitter, we're at MA Platform or at 532. Um, I guess that's the best way. You can always drop us a line, but um, my response is sort of always, uh, we'll share it all on social media anyway. The website, maplatform.co.uk, has all of our classes on it um, and upcoming workshops. And 532.com has a full listing of all the theatre shows we've got coming up and the events. Um, so I guess just check in regularly and um, and uh, head on down and grab a beer with us. Wonderful. Well, um, thank you very much for letting us come into your wonderful theatre today and speak to us. Um, All the best. Thank you very much. Right, that was Simon Naylor. Thank you, Sophie, for that interview. Um, Yeah, the self-defined rhinoceros of the Manchester theatre scene. Uh, But it was really interesting to hear about his journey and and, um, what he does at 53.2. I actually didn't really realise all the things he does in terms of um, everything, really, like in running the venue. And it was really nice to hear how much his team around him really supports him and how he couldn't have done it without people like Alex and Stacey and Dave and all those other people he mentioned and how it just makes you feel good that there's a really nice community yeah. at that theatre and that's it's only worked because of the good community. And what he said for myself, being only having been in Manchester, I guess, about a year that he arrived three years ago, didn't he? And that's when he said the kind of uh, fringe scene, I guess is what you'd call it, Manchester, exploded, uh, which it is actually. There's so much going on in Manchester. Um, uh, so, yeah, and it was it was interesting. And the element of graft as well that he was talking about, just after we finished the interview, he was going off to repair the lighting desk because it had melted down, I think, the previous day. So there was, you got a real sense, actually, that... There's, you know, he's kind of wiping up toilets at the end of the evening, and and if that is um, the kind of venue you're gonna want to work in or create, that is the kind of jobs you expect, I suppose. Um, yeah, and it was just nice to hear that they just all work really, really hard, and it's, yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the episode, isn't it? We've said everything. Uh, yeah, so we're next uh, episode is going to be um, an interview with uh, people at Hope Mill, um, Joe and Will. I keep calling them Joe and Joe, I don't know why, but uh, Joe and Will. So we're going to be find out a bit more about another um, different kind of venue. Um, and I don't know if you don't know Hope Mill, it's just in uh, Ancoats um, and uh, it does a lot of musical theatre, doesn't it? Yeah. And has just won the prestigious stage award for Best Fringe Theatre. Ah, who knew? Probably you did. Uh, Most people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, see you then.